Our first speaker this morning is the Director of Assistive Technology here at the Center for the Partially Sighted. He is speaking throughout the nation on different aspects of adaptive technology. And today he's going to talk to us about a computer system that it really reminds me of the Jetsons. How many of you guys are old enough to remember the Jetsons? <laughs> so without any further ado, Dr. Brett Nagatani. Thank you, Dr. Bill. So uh, once again, thank you everyone for joining us this morning. Um, so I've got eight minutes, so I've got my timer up here. I'm going to make sure I stay on point, so I'm going to get right into it. Um, what I'm going to talk about this morning is a product that's called C-Desk. And C-Desk was actually started by a, um, a couple that's sitting in the back, um, Mike and Randy Wechter. And I had the pleasure of meeting them about a year ago. And they described to me a, a product that sounded great. So the story of C-Desk is basically Randy had a condition where she lost her vision, and her vision was such that she couldn't really utilize some of the vision screen magnification software programs, such as Zoom Text or Magic or the Supernovas. And she became frustrated at some of the complexity of the more screen reading programs like JAWS and Window Eyes. So essentially what she wanted to do was to get or come up with a program that was very simple, very easy to use, and kind of took care of the, the basics of general computer use. So Michael, who's sitting back there, he went ahead and came up with a program that kind of catered to her needs. And from there, that's where C-Desk was born. So C-Desk is real nice because it kind of circumvents the traditional Windows system, which can be kind of confusing to learn on the get-go. Um, and when you start CDES, you get a nice large font menu with a black background and white letters, and it's divided into columns. And the columns that they divide it into are Word, email, contacts, Internet, phone, optical character reading and scanning, office, as well as a media slash book section. What's nice about it also is it has a nice large pointer, and you also get speech that's in incorporated with it. Um, as CDES has been around, they have been incorporating more and more features into it, which I find fa fascinating, including uh, internet radio, games, and what I'm really going to focus on today is some of the voice support. Um, before I get too far into it, though, for C-Desk, you do need an active internet connection. Uh, the price point, which I found to be fantastic, is that their very basic package starts off at $395, so it's uh, very affordable. Um, what I also like is that there are actual training videos on it, so you can click on to different uh, technical support, and it actually pulls up a video, so you can access it by either seeing it or by listening to it. And it will tell you uh, some of the basic questions, like how do I set up my Internet, or how do I set up my email address, and things, like, things of that nature. Um, so... The main thing that I really want to focus on in the rest of my time is a feature of speech recognition. Um, speech recognition, it does cost a $200 in addition to the basic system, but what's real nice is it allows you to utilize like a headset with a little microphone in it and you can interact with the computer by talking to it. And this can be really good for those with uh, maybe arthritis or some um, fine motor problems or maybe some people have diabetic retinopathy and they have neuropathy and maybe can't really fill their keyboard. So what you could do is you can put on the headset and I, I know a lot of you have probably seen the new Apple, the new iPhone commercials where they have a interactive 
um, interface that's called Siri. Now, CDES, they have a very similar thing, and they call uh, their computer Peggy. So when CDES starts, you could say, Peggy, are you there? And Peggy will talk back to you. Peggy will say, yes, I'm here. What would you like me to do? You could say, Peggy, what time is it? Peggy will respond with the time and the date. Um, you can also say, Peggy, start Word, and it'll open up your Word documents. Similarly, you could say, Peggy, um, send an email, and it would open up the email. So I really like the fact that it's very interactive. It's very simple to use, and I think the best way to actually get it demonstrated is to go back to the booth later on and check it out when you have time. Um, What's really exciting is just this week I've talked to Mike and Randy, and they've actually incorporated some new features. So these new features are what's called Peggy, Peggy Please Tell Me features. And this is where I got really excited because it's very similar to those really neat Apple, compute, Apple commercials that we've been seeing recently over the past few weeks where you can start it up and just ask it general questions. So they all start with Peggy Please Tell Me. So... As the system's up, you can pull these features up in any one of the menus, and you can say, Peggy, please tell me the meaning of life. And it'll <laughs> look up, and it'll search the Internet. It'll say, well, I don't know the meaning of life, but here's a Wikipedia article that can tell you about the meaning of life. You can also do other things like, Peggy, please send a quick email to adapt the voice to remember to show the weekend in Los Angeles, and it'll send out a quick email for you. You can also say, Peggy, please search for the Center for the Parsley Sighted in Culver City, and it will automatically do the search for you. You can, uh, come coming up in the next few weeks, they're going to add some more features where you can say, Peggy, please tell me to remind me at 11 o'clock to call Dr. Jones about Mary, and it will send you reminders. So, um, you know, I think it's really neat, very fun, and like I said, please stop by the booth to get a demonstration. Um what I also like about what I think is very good about CDesk is they just partnered up with Chicago Lighthouse, and Chicago Lighthouse is going to kind of spearhead their customer support. So they do have a, a hotline that you can call. Um, there are other blind trainers and visually impaired individuals who can help you. And also they do have a support system where you can press the escape key a couple times and they can actually see what's on your computer system, um, help you out, and kind of walk you through the problem. So I think their support system is great. I like the fact that they're a very small company. I am very excited about all these new features. And um, the training is not too bad either. So as far as training, um, it's very similar to um, Dragon Naturally Speaking, which is a voice program where they'll walk you through different commands and the computer starts recognizing your voice. <clears throat> And a lot of people say, well, what if I can't see the words on the screen? They thought of that, too. So they'll have the words displayed in large print, and you just read a series of passages. Or if you can't even see the, the large print, you could have on the headphones. It'll read it out to you, and you repeat it. So that's the basis of my, uh, my talk. Um, Mike and Randy, they're very generous, and they're going to donate a basic system today. So if you're interested, uh, please stop by the back and fill out a little card, and they're going to be a draw doing a drawing later on. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. Nagatani, and thank you, uh, Adaptive Voice. That's a very, very generous donation. So uh, anybody who wants to apply and try to win this great software program, go to the Adaptive Voice booth, and I think you'll really like it.
Um, it kind of makes me want to change my wife's name to Peggy. Maybe she'll do everything I say then, huh? <laughs> well, next, our next speaker is Mr. Mike Goldberg. And Mr. Mike Goldberg, he is a technology expert. I first met Mike was because he was a computer repair person. He was repairing a lot of computers, and we would refer a lot of our patients to him because he was so reasonable and did such a great job. And he then soon started to perform a lot of the teaching classes for us in our computer classes at the center. And today, he wants to talk about one of the newer software programs in keyboards, which is by Freedom Scientific, and this is the Magic Software Program and the Magic Keyboard. So, Mr. Mike Goldberg. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Um, yeah, today I'm going to be talking about a, a new keyboard that was recently uh, released by Freedom Scientific. Can everybody hear me okay? By the way, when I was uh, down there listening to the uh, to Dr. Nagatani do his presentation, I noticed it, it seemed like people around me were opening bags of potato chips. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if uh, you have this feeling, but for me, with any kind of visual impairment, sound is very highly, um, I'm very highly attuned to sound. So if you need to eat your bag of potato chips, we'd really appreciate it if you go to the back of the room, just for courtesy of the people around you. Okay. Um, uh, my name, as Dr. Uh, Bill mentioned, is Mike Goldberg, and I'm a computer consultant, and I am also doing computer training with the Center for the Partially Sighted. And Dr. Bill has asked me to talk about this uh, new keyboard that goes with the program called MAGIC, which is a screen reading uh, and magnification and screen enhancement program uh, offered by Freedom Scientific, which was one of our vendors on your right here. They're set up on a table on the right here. So this um, uh, keyboard makes it much more easy to learn and use the screen magnification program called MAGIC. Um, as many of you uh, are probably aware, when you're using a uh, any kind of adaptive technology on the computer. Many times you have to go through different menu settings to uh, set it up just the way you like it. And then if you're using different aspects of the computer, for example, using Microsoft Word or, or the Internet, you may need to make modifications to those uh, screen enhancements that you have set up depending on which application you're using. So... Uh, the way that it's been with uh, the Magic Screen uh, Enhancement software is you'd have to go through different menu settings, or you can memorize some of these um, keyboard combinations, you know, Control, Alt, Shift, F3, and so on. So uh, for somebody that's new to this, this new keyboard can make it much more easy to learn and use the Magic Screen Enhancement software. This is a standard size keyboard. It has all the standard keys that you'd expect on a full-size keyboard. In addition, it has 23 uh, dedicated buttons or keys that are dedicated just for the Magic Screen Magnification program. So what these 23 different keys let you do is immediately get access to all these different settings that are available for you. For example, changing your the mouse pointer or changing the insertion point cursor or changing the screen magnification level or changing the colors that you're using uh, to either enhance the contrast or to uh, lower the uh, the glare that you're seeing and so on. 
So at a touch of a button, you can make all these changes. Okay, in addition to that, there's a really nifty scroll wheel that functions similar to the scroll wheel on your mouse that allows you to just easily with one finger increase and decrease the magnification level as you're using any application. Okay. Um, I mentioned there are 23 different uh, dedicated keys on this keyboard. Um, you're probably not going to need all 23, and it depends on, you know, your particular vision disability and what works best for you. Uh, so one of the nice things about this is that the buttons that you don't use, for example, let's say that you don't need the speech enhancement. You don't need the, uh, the screen reading feature of Magic. So you can reprogram that button to do what you want it to do. For example, you may want that button to call up a frequently used document or a frequently used spreadsheet. So at the touch of a button, you can just pull that, that up without going to file, open, searching for where that document might be. So that you can reprogram any of these keys to uh, to have that feature. Um, there are a couple of uh, or a few keys in particular that I found useful. Uh, one of them is uh, a key that will, in one in, uh, with one press, either uh, turn on or turn off all the vision enhancements that you have for that particular. Uh, on your computer at that time. So this makes it really useful if you happen to be sharing your computer with somebody, somebody that doesn't need all these screen enhancements. So instead of having to go through the time of having to turn the program off to let somebody else use your computer and then having to reload the, the program and taking the time to reload it, at a single touch of a button, you can easily turn off all those features. My little timers going off here. At the touch of a button, you can easily turn all those off and back on again. Um, also, there are three uh, buttons on the uh, keyboard that uh, you can assign custom sets of enhancements to. So, for example, if you're using the Internet Explorer and your preferences when you're using Internet Explorer, you like to have high contrast set, uh, so you can have the settings that relate to high contrast turned on, and you can also have uh, you know different mouse pointers set up for Internet Explorer. Uh, versus in Microsoft Word, maybe what's more important to you is to have a larger insertion point and uh, and higher screen magnification, and you don't need the contrast turned on for Microsoft Word. And maybe when you're using Excel, you want a different set of screen enhancements. So with this keyboard, you can program these three different keys to have different schemes depending on which application you're using and what enhancements you like to use best with those particular uh, applications. Okay. Um, one of the a uh, couple other things I wanted to mention is that this keyboard uh, has very large type on it, so it's a very easy to see keyboard. This is very useful for people that have retinitis, retinitis pigmentosa or macular degeneration or optic nerve problems. Uh, it's a the keys are black and they have very large white high contrast letters on them that make them very easy to see. And these 23 buttons that I've referred to have little or large white icons on them that uh, make it very easy to tell what each of these buttons do. Um, 
If you're interested in taking a look at the keyboard, you can look at uh, visit the vendor uh, uh, Scientific America. I'm sorry, Freedom Scientific over on the side here. Um, they have the keyboard uh, available for you to try out. And um, also they're available on the website at freedomscientific.com. Uh, also they have an 800 number. It's 800-444-4443. Uh, um, in the few minutes that I have remaining, I just want to mention that, uh, as Dr. Bill talked about, we uh, do have second. We uh, are offering computer training classes at the Center for Partially Sighted. Um, these are uh, eight-week courses. Uh, they meet twice a week. And we cover uh, from the very basics of, uh, you know, how to uh, turn on your computer, for those of you that don't know, uh, all the way through uh, some pretty intensive training on Microsoft Office. We cover Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel, and Microsoft PowerPoint. So if this sounds like something that may be of use to you, please contact your department of rehab person and uh, they'll discuss the options with you. We also are offering one-on-one -on -one training for those of you that might work better in that type of environment. So again, just talk to your department rehab person for that. And finally, I just wanted to mention uh, Airs LA. Uh, I know that when I first was introduced to uh, uh, Boston Tech and I heard people talk about Airs LA, I didn't quite understand what it was all about. But uh, it's a very useful website, and that's um, uh, A as in Apple, I as in Indigo, R as in Robert, S as in Sam, L as in Lima, A as in Apple, dot O-R-G. And the Airs LA uh, website has a, a huge number of uh, recordings uh, that range in all different subjects, and uh, uh, and as Dr. Bill mentioned, we're recording this seminar here today. We have a number of other recordings from past events. And uh, uh, for those of you here, I think you might be particularly interested in a weekly uh, recording that's done by Dr. Bill called, Best, uh, um, called uh, Tech for Low Vision. And in this short podcast every week, Dr. Bill describes some of the new advances and new equipment that are offered uh, for people with low vision. So I want to encourage all of you to uh, check out that podcast. So I hope uh, you find that interesting, and um, thank, you. Thank, you thank you very much for your attention. Thank you very much, Mike. And uh, I'm certain all of you realize that putting on a conference like this really is something that takes a lot of time and work. And one of the things that is also very important to put on a conference like that is funding. Uh, so we would like to thank one of our sponsors. This is our gold sponsor, and that is Freedom Scientific. So I'd like to ask uh, Mr. Dusty Voorhees to come up and say a few words. And we want to thank him and his company for all of their support for this event. Also, I have some other great news. Freedom Scientific has a very popular portable video magnifier, and this is something that is called the Ruby. How many of you like to have a Ruby? <laughs> no, it's not the Oprah show. I know you're hoping that they're underneath each of your chairs, but... But we do have something that's close. Freedom Scientific is having a drawing to give away one ruby 
So if you want a portable video magnifier, you could go to the Freedom Scientific booth, fill out the card, and uh, wish you good luck. So, uh, Dusty? Yep, right here. Great. Thank you all for giving us the opportunity to, to speak up here. I'm not going to take a lot of your time. Um, half of my speech was to tell you we were giving away a ruby. Um, so that's taken care of. Uh, the ruby is a, is a 500 and... 95 or 45? $545 product. We're giving one away, so make sure you sign up for our drawing over there, and we'll be giving that away. Freedom Scientific um, carries a very broad line of products. We we carry all all sorts of products from, like, the handheld Ruby mag magnifier that you could take anywhere with you um, to, you know, the Topaz video magnifier we have over there was the desktop um Magnifier that you can have. It has an XY table in there. Um, you can get the, the Topaz XL that allows you to hook a computer up, share the same screen, split the screen between those. And then we have our magnification software product of, of Magic with the Magic Keyboard that you just heard about. And one of the things I want to tell you on that Magic Keyboard is even though it says Magic on the top, it's designed to work with JAWS as well. And in fact, uh, five of the keys are already programmed with JAWS features on there. In fact, one of the features, um, keys on there, is the Research It tool that isn't in Magic yet, but will be. But it works with JAWS already. So if you uh, press that key and you're running JAWS, Research It will pop up there and you can um, do your Internet research with that. So we, we go everywhere from our low vision products, handhelds and desktops, to the magnification software, the optical character recognition software of OpenBook, we have JAWS screen reading um, for you know people to use, and then we also have the PacMate, and we have Braille displays. So we run that whole gamut from I've got low vision to I'm totally blind and and I need the features there. And we, you know, our goal as a company is to have the best of all those products on the market. So thank you very much. I appreciate you going and stopping by the booth. We have everything to show you. Thank you very, very much. Well, our next speaker actually is in St. Louis. He's probably still celebrating the World Series, but many of you might know him. How many of you are here because you wanted to learn about cell phones? Clap your hands. Well, as you know, there's kind of two schools of thought. One of them is if you want to go with the Android operating system or should you go with Apple? So our next speaker comes to us from St. Louis, and it's Mr. Mike Arrigo. And he has actually recorded a podcast to talk to us about the Android operating system. And I'm going to turn it over to Julian to press play. Stand by. <laughs> Hello there, everybody. It's Mike Arrigo, and I appreciate the opportunity to uh, give you this presentation, even though I couldn't be with you in person. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to provide you some information here that will allow you to make an informed decision about using uh, Android as your accessible phone solution. First off, I want to clarify, there is a rumor or a misconception, I don't know what you would call it, um, still in the blind community that Android is not a viable or usable option for a blind person, and that is simply not true. It may not have all of the reading commands yet that other screen readers uh, do, but it is no less usable. I use one on a daily basis, and I do have an iPhone also, actually, 
and I kind of switch between them. But for the most part, Android is my everyday phone, and uh, I am able to do everything I, I need to do on that phone. So it is usable. I'm going to just tell you briefly what you need to do to get it up and running, and then I will tell you what I'm able to do with the phone. And there are certainly other things you can do. This isn't a exhaustive list, and then I will try to give you some phone recommendations also for phones to check out. Okay, so what you're going to need to do, and unlike the iPhone, Android phones come in all different um, shapes and sizes and styles and things like that. It's much more diverse, so if you can, you may want to get to the store and actually look at the phone that you're interested in purchasing. Uh, if that's not possible, um, it's okay. You can read you know, the specs, and that's actually what I did for the phones that I've got because I purchased uh, unlocked phones that were not tied to a carrier, so I couldn't really see them first. Uh, I bought them on eBay. Now, uh, different phones may include different things on the phone. Uh, some include the screen reader and the text-to-speech already, and some do not. But here is a general overview of what you're going to need to do once you decide on a phone. Um, at this point in time, and this is going to change very soon, you do want a phone that has some type of navigation control. Um, there's very few phones that do not have a hardware keyboard that have this. Uh, the only one I know of that really does is the uh, Nexus One, which is a Google uh, unlocked phone. It has a, a trackball for navigation. Um, you will have the best experience with Android if you get a phone with a hardware keyboard, and that also includes arrow keys that you can use for navigation. So what you're going to need to do when you get the phone to enable the accessibility. Now, that's going to change with the new Android 4.0 that has been released. It's not available yet on phones, but um, even by the time uh, you hear this, it probably will not be yet. But I'll just tell you briefly, um, the new 4.0, when it does come out, you will be able to set up a phone without sighted help, and you will actually be able to navigate on the touchscreen itself. But, again, that's a couple of months off, so let's focus on what we have uh, currently and go with that. Okay, so what you will need to do is uh, you, you will need sighted help at first, and you will need to go into the phone's menu once the home screen appears. You'll probably get a setup screen first, actually. And if you already have a Google account and you want to go ahead and sign into it at that point and have a sighted person help you with that, that's fine. Um, you don't have to. You can't skip that step. But the main thing is to get to the home screen and press the menu key and go to settings. And then once you're in settings, you go to accessibility, and then you enable accessibility. You check that option, and the Google screen reader called a talkback may or may not already be on the phone. If it is, go ahead and enable that. Uh, if it isn't, it will tell you there's no screen reader on your phone and ask if you want to go to the market and download it, which, of course, you would at that point. And then you would, with sighted help, just click on install and confirm that you want to do that, and then it will download and install. And then you have to go back to accessibility and enable that. Now, besides the Google Screen Reader TalkBack, there are two other solutions that may be of interest. There's another free screen reader called Spiel, and there is a combination screen reader and specialized application. It's a suite of ten applications, a phone application, a text messaging application, and several others, a web browser that's very good, made by Code Factory, who also makes mobile speak, and this is called mobile accessibility. You don't have to use their applications. You can still use the built-in Android phone and text messaging applications, but if you decide to purchase that, they will be there if you want them, and it also has a very good uh, home screen. Once uh, your speech is enabled, the phone should speak, and you only have to do that once. Once accessibility is enabled, um, it will remain enabled unless you disable it. 
Okay, I will just tell you briefly what I use my phone for, uh, all the things. Certainly for phone calls and text messaging, that works very well. There are several radio apps that I use. Uh, Wonder Radio, TuneIn Radio for listening to radio stations. Um, Slacker Radio, which is an application that allows you to create your own radio stations. That works very nicely. GPS, there's a lot of good Android uh, GPS applications, including Google Navigation, which is a free turn-by-turn application. And there's also several applications for telling where you are. Uh, the Sendero Lookaround application uh, comes to mind there. That works uh, very nicely in combination with the Google Navigation. And between those two, you've got a pretty decent GPS navigation system for telling where you're at and going places. I use it all the time. Though I don't do these things, it is possible. You can do Twitter. You can do Facebook. I also use a couple of different Messenger applications for uh, Windows Messenger. There's at least three or four of those that are accessible. Definitely a lot of functionality there. It is very usable. Okay, uh, let me just wrap up here by giving you some phone recommendations. There may be others that are available that I don't know about. It does help to do some research. It's worth it. Okay, for carriers, uh, for T-Mobile... You might want to check out the Motorola Click 2. I think that one's still available. Also, the HTC MyTouch 4G Slide is a good choice. On Sprint, check out the Samsung Replenish, the HTC Evo Shift 4G. I believe they just came out with one, too, called the Motorola Admiral. Believe it or not, that's got a keyboard on it that should work pretty good for you. Okay, for Verizon, the Motorola Droid 3. That's a very good phone, uh, has a very good keyboard. It's got very good specifications. On AT&T, check out the Pantech Crossover or the HTC Status. That phone is kind of like a BlackBerry. It's not a slider, but it's a portrait phone that has a QWERTY keyboard on it. All right, if you want to go the way of a carrier unlocked phones, which is what I prefer because then you're not tied to a contract and you're not subject to a lot of the prices that the carriers want to charge you for subsidies and all that stuff, check out the Nexus One. That is a um, unlocked phone. It has no physical keyboard, but it does have a trackball you can use for navigation, and also you can use one of the accessible on-screen keyboards that TalkBack or Mobile Accessibility provides. Um, then there's the HTC Desire Z. That's a very nice phone. Very nice hardware. Metal case, very good keyboard. I have that one. I've also got the HTC Chacha, which is basically the unlocked, unbranded, non-carrier version of the HTC status sold by AT&T. And then there's the phone that I tend to use pretty much as my everyday phone, the Motorola Milestone 2. This is the GSM equivalent of the Motorola Droid 2 from Verizon. But I'm waiting for the Milestone 3 to come out. If any of you want to contact me with any questions that I may not have answered, I know this is brief and I had to move kind of fast, by all means, feel free to do that. My email address is n0oxy at charter.net. Again, uh, thanks for listening, and go ahead and uh, check out Android. I think you'll find that it's a very usable and good solution. Yeah, and just to let you guys know, uh, all this information that's being given out here as far as contact information will also be available on the Best in Tech website in the archives page. So don't worry if you didn't capture that uh, email address. You can uh, you can find it later. Just remember, you got to get the cha cha. Right? Cha cha cha. <laughs> well, our next speaker, many of you may recall and have heard Julian speak before at our previous Best in Text. 
But Mr. Julian Vargas, he truly is one of the leaders in the area of cell phone and adaptive technology. He has been a person that I have known for many years and I have learned very, very much. He has recently started to perform an internship in the field of adaptive technology and he's been a great asset to help us at the Center for the Parsi Cited. So without any further ado, uh, Mr. Julian Vargas. Good afternoon, everybody. Ready to talk some tech? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to show you guys and talk to you guys a little bit about the iPhone, the 4S in particular. So right from the start, I'm going to use my little new assistant here that I gained named Siri. Some of you may have heard of her. I'm going to have her tell me when to stop talking. Can you remind me to shut up in seven minutes? You said, can you remind me to shut up in seven minutes? I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to help. <laughs> She's just trying to help. <laughs> can you remind me to stop talking in seven minutes? <laughs> She gets a little sensitive sometimes. Okay, there we go. So now she's going to remind me. I know that we have our, our trusty assistant, Raquel, here manning the timer. But, uh, hey, two assistants are better, don't you say so. Anyway, I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about the iPhone 4S and tell you about how I use it on a daily basis to be more independent and productive. Just to give you a brief recap, um, the iPhone was launched originally in 2007, but it wasn't until two versions later that came out in 2009 that we had the ability to have a fully accessible iPhone. And ever since then, it's certainly taken the blind community by storm. And the 4S has just continued on that path with the addition of Siri, which makes things a lot easier when you can just uh, talk to it as opposed to do an on-screen keyboard. So um, one of the things I do with this iPhone is uh, help me travel and go shopping. So I'm going to take you through a, a shopping trip that I would take with this phone. And something I need to know before I walk out the door, a few things I need to know actually, is I need to know what the weather's like outside. So I would uh, do what you just heard me do before, activate Siri, and ask her, what is the weather like outside? And she'll bring up the current conditions and a forecast for the area that I happen to be in because it it has a built-in GPS receiver in the phone, so it geolocates me and gives me the weather based on that location. So, okay, I know the weather's going to be nice. I need to know uh, when the next bus is going to come. In years past, I might have picked up the phone and called MTA or gotten online to the um, trip planner. Now I simply bring up this little app called NextBus. Really neat app. It works great here in Southern California. What it does is it tells you when the next bus is coming, not based on a schedule, but based on the actual location on the bus because they have GPS receivers and they're geolocated too. So I check to see, and, and it knows which buses to check because it, again, knows where I am. So it tells me that the one I'm waiting for is going to be there in 10 minutes which is just enough time for me to grab my stuff and run out the door and make it there. So I get to the bus, I get on board, and I notice after a few stops that the stop announce system on the bus isn't working. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I have the iPhone. 
and I have a couple of little apps that help me with knowing where I am. Uh, one that I use a lot is Sendero Look Around. And what it does is it tells me the nearest intersection. So I can just check every so often to see what intersection I'm near. I'm fairly familiar with the route, so I have that going for me as well. But sure enough, uh, when I hear that I'm at the intersection before the stop I'm needing to get off, I then activate by pushing the button or pulling the string, depending on which uh, bus you're on. And I know when to get off the bus. So now I need to find the store. I'm looking for... Fries Electronics, it's a good place. And I know it's located, the one in Woodland Hills near me is a 6100 Canoga Avenue. So I bring up this other app called Ariadne GPS. And this app is really good at telling you the address that you are located. Uh, I've tried other apps, and uh, this one is the most accurate one I've found. What I like about Ariadne as well is that it... Uh, I don't have to interact with the screen. I turn them on the monitor mode, and it lets me know every so often when uh, I'm at the address that I want. So, okay, I get inside the store. Now to find what I'm looking for. Um, I could uh, wait around and try to get some help, and sometimes that's useful. Sometimes it's, if it's really busy, that takes a while. So I'm fairly familiar with what I'm looking for and where it's located in the store. So I just mosey on over to that section. And I fi I'm in that section, but now I need to know which package contains what I'm looking for. I use barcode scanning apps that are available on the iPhone. Uh, some that are free. Some uh, One particular that I use a lot called Digitize by a company called Digital Miracles is a very helpful one because it has a very extensive database of barcodes and even things that aren't there you can actually add them yourself so that when you look for it later or somebody else scans that barcode it's the information's now there so I use uh, this app to find what I'm looking for and the timer's quacking at me but that's okay um, ultimately I find the item I'm looking for and I make my way up to the front of the store I pay for the item it's a uh, it's a $16 item. No, let me think. Actually, it's a $14 item. That's right. So I hand the cashier a 20. She hands me back two bills, a five and a one. Well, it's a very long line, and rather than to have hold up the line by saying, can you tell me which is which, I quickly step off to the side, whip out my iPhone again, and open up a money-reading app called Look, Tell, Money Reader, which is very quick. And that's all it does is it reads money. All you do is open the app, hold the camera of the phone about six to eight inches above the bill, and it, it's identified almost instantly. So now I know which is what, where to put it, and I'm all set, and I uh, use my GPS apps to navigate home. So that's, uh, that's how I use the iPhone on a daily basis to let me know uh, wh where I need to go, what I need to do. It's also very entertaining. I can... Uh, use radio uh, streaming apps while I'm on the bus to make the time go faster to listen to uh, radio stations from anywhere in the world. It's very entertaining. And uh, I get home and enjoy my new purchase. So there you go. That's how I use the iPhone every day. Uh, if anybody would like to get in contact with me, you can use the following email address, prtbl-a-c-c-e-s-s at gmail.com or by phone, 
at area code 818-794-9554. I uh, do consultation and trainings on iPhone and other portable assistive devices. Thank you all. Thank you very much, Julian. Julian, uh, how many of you attended his workshop this morning? How many of you now have an iPhone for us on your Christmas list? <laughs> well, our next speaker is another very, very intelligent gentleman who knows quite a bit about a lot of things with accessibility. And his name is Brian Albritton. And Brian also is an employee at the Braille Institute with part of the library services. And today he's going to be talking to us about a new device that can allow people to access cell phones and other equipment uh, with Braille. So, Brian? Oh, you want to All right. Ah, that's better. Good morning. Is it afternoon? I guess it is. I did hear a few talking watches going off, kind of think of it. Happens at every one of these events. So I have, without further ado, something in my pocket. It's actually in my shirt pocket. It's a refreshable Braille display. Can you believe how small these things have gotten? Incredible. This is called the Braille Pen. The Braille Pen. And you can... Right now, hanging it around my neck, and I just hung it around my neck backwards. There we are. That's better. So I'm just going to describe this uh, device to you and then talk about a little bit about what it does. It has a regular Braille keyboard that we're all used to. And below the actual keyboard, this below the six keys, is a little five-way navigation joystick Below that is the space bar, and on either side of the space bar, you'll find a shift key on the left and a control key on the right. And finally, at the bottom, there's a Braille display of 12 characters. To the left of the Braille display and to the right are panning buttons. So now, besides that, there's a little jack for uh, to plug it in to charge it up. So now what can you do with this thing? You notice I didn't say anything about an on and off switch. Well, you do with the Braille pen to turn it on what you're going to do for most things on it. You're going to use a chord command. For those of you who are maybe unfamiliar with chord commands, all that is is holding down the space bar and some other keys on the uh, refreshable Braille display. So if I wanted to turn it on, I would just hold down chord K and there's a tiny little beep that probably nobody can hear, and that's just so you know that's that how that that's how that works. So, what can you do with this? Well, it can be used as a um, Windows keyboard, Windows PC. There's a program in it called Braille, or, or not in it, but uh, that, that uh, associated with it called Braille Write. You can use for that. You can. Also use it with uh, some different phone screen readers like Talks and Mobile Speak on either the Windows or Symbian platform. 
And you can also use it, and this is the thing I'm most familiar with, is with the iPhone and the iPad. So if I were to connect this through Bluetooth with my iPhone, which I've done, um, there's a number of commands that it will duplicate on the iPhone. If you have an iPhone, you're used to the right and left finger flick. Well, that's what the joystick is for. Right and left of the joystick duplicates the right finger flick up and down, uh, duplicates the up and down finger flick. And there are also, there is also on the joystick, if you press the center of the joystick, just press it down, that will launch, uh, launch an application. You can duplicate the other commands that are available on the iPhone by uh, various chord commands that duplicate the rotor, for instance. Say you want to switch uh, from, you want to switch the language, or you want to switch the uh, switch to editing mode, or you want to switch to characters, or any number of things like that. There's quick commands to jump to the top or the bottom of the uh, screen, and you can basically have all the things the iPhone has access to, you have access to with this Braille pen, but much quicker for, for a lot of things. Like, for instance, uh, you can, the Braille keyboard, well, you can input Braille with it, and even in grade two, if you wish. So you can uh, do your text messages, you can do your emails, you can... Uh, write notes with it. You can search uh, surf the web on Safari. You can buy songs. I had the, it was one of those days and I wanted to hear the song, Have You Ever Been Mistreated? And I went on to iTunes. I searched for the song and I was looking for B.B. King, but Lightning Hopkins came up first. Well, I said, I haven't heard his version. I downloaded it all using my Braille pen. It was keen. The stuff in was a snap. Although the... Yeah, it sounds like my timer. So, I, th I think I've given you a uh, rough idea of what, the, what this thing could do. Uh, two things. Are, there are now some little oddities about the way it does grade two. So just know that, and you can ask me about this when uh, you know at the uh, when we when you come up uh, after one o'clock. The last thing I'll close out with is if you're interested in a dealer, it it costs a little less than a thousand dollars, actually nine 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 hundred ninety nine dollars, and uh, it is yes it's yes yes indeed. So you can contact Larry Lewis. And I'll just give his office phone number. It's area code 216-381-8107. You can also email him at larry.lewis, that's L-E-W-I-S, at flying-blind.com. Thank you so much. Well, that's great. Thank you very, very much, Brian. Now, our next speaker, as he makes his way up here, is somebody who's also a, a veteran up here at the Best in Tech. And, yeah, you know, there's always a, a person that you meet in life who always shows you up. Here, I'm ready to make a nice speech, and he shows me up here. <laughs> but our next speaker is um, Mr. Keith Christian. Oh.
Oh, Julian, uh, Robert? Yes. Do you want Keith first? Oh, no, no, no. That's my mistake. <laughs> is Mr. Robert Steigel, and he'll be talking about some of the latest information about note-takers. Robert? Good morning, good afternoon. I'll cover both. <laughs> so I guess you guys really don't want to hear about note-takers. You've heard about all these cell phones, huh? So I'll just go ahead and leave now because you want to hear about cell phones, right? Well, no, not so fast. <clears throat> so I'm here to talk about note-takers. I'm going to give you some information about different note-takers that are on the market. And then I'm going to finish with my favorite note-taker, um, and a little bit about it, and if I have time, hopefully, about its newest release. So, first of all, I'd like to tell you that with note-takers, they have the ability to have both a QWERTY or a Braille keyboard for input, and they have either refreshable Braille or voice synthesized speech for output. <clears throat> They can be connected to a desktop or laptop computer to transfer files. And you can connect them to floppy disk drives, which people don't use much anymore, um, secure digital cards or SD cards, USB memory sticks, and even external hard drives to expand their memory. <clears throat> so there's a wide variety of things that you can do um, to be able to use note-takers as sharing files and um, you doing word processing on uh, your note-taker. <clears throat> right, okay, there we go. So the first note-taker I wanted to talk to you about is the Braille Plus. And mind you, all of these note-takers I'm going to talk about have a an address book, calculator, and... Uh, planner. They have a planner in them as well. So uh, besides that, I'm not going to mention that anymore. So <clears throat> now the the Braille Plus is a neat little um, note taker. It comes to us from American Printing House, and it has a telephone keypad on it that you can use for entry, as well as a small uh, Braille style keyboard. And it has 80 gigs of memory, so it has quite a bit of internal memory to do things as well. <clears throat> the next note taker that I want to talk to you about is the Easy Link note taker. This is a little bit different because a lot of note takers that are made today, they have um, their own internal software to use that the company has made. Now, the Easy Link has off-the-shelf software which means that you can down, you can um, download software such as Pocket Word, Pocket Excel, and use those instead of the proprietary software that the company has made. <clears throat> this note taker is made and sold by Optelec. <clears throat> the next one that I want to talk to you about is actually the um, the icon, and again, this is. A note taker that has a, it has a telephone keypad style for entry, um, as well as a, a small braille keyboard. It also, like the braille plus, has 80 gigs of memory internal, and so therefore you can do a lot with it. Um, it is made, it is one of the newer note takers out there in the market and is made by Level Star. 
<clears throat> and all of these you can find from the different vendors, um, maybe not here today, but you can um, go to the different websites like Optelec and LevelStar and find them on there. Um, the next I want to talk briefly about is we have the Braille Sense and Voice Sense, and they're very similar. The Braille Sense has a Braille refreshable Braille display. The Voice Sense just has speech. Um, and what's different about this, these note takers, they're made by HIMS, and what's different is that they also, ha they have the ability to open, edit, and uh, recreate or create um, DOCX files, um, Excel files, and PDF documents. Um, so it's a little bit different from some of the other note takers. They also have a replaceable usable battery for, that can be replaced by the user. So um, that's that's a neat little feature. <clears throat> Next we have the uh, PacMate BX and QX, naturally for Braille or um, QWERTY style. And those are similar to the note taker from the Braille sense, which means that they have the ability to use, edit, and open Excel files and um, DOCX files. And um, it's a nice little note taker if you um, are used to Freedom Scientific products. Um, you might want to check that one out. Um, <clears throat> now we get to the ones that... Um, oh, no. <laughs> Mr. Bill. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to do this really quick. The last one is um, Humanware uh, products, <clears throat> my favorite. They have basically three products right now that they're still um, uh, marketing. The first is the Braille Note PK. It is less than a pound, and it um, has some limitations to it because it is a very, um, very small note taker, but if you like small, um, lightweight, that might be the way to go for you. They also have the Empower, which... Um, to my understanding, their next couple of releases that after the one they just put out, they're probably going to not be making any more releases for the, the Empower because they've gone to the, um, the Braille Note Apex, which is what I'm using right here in my hands. Yay! <clears throat> I love the Braille Note Apex. It is a great tool. I guess I love it because I've been using Humanware products ever since I got a note taker um, about nine or ten years ago now. So um, it is the product for me. Although it cannot open or edit Excel files yet, hopefully someday they'll have that feature. Their newest release just came out about a week ago, and you can open and edit PDF documents. Yay! Um, <clears throat> which means that they're probably going towards something um, next step will be something like Excel, but we don't know. So, but I love this product. I use it for everything that I do, my planner, uh, my, my appointments, everything that I do at my, my job. I have all of my information there. Um, so that if, if, I, if I ever need anything, I can just look it up really quick. Um, and it, it really is a great, uh, note taker. Um, and with that, I'll just close with, if you have any other questions about any of these products that I've mentioned, um, I would recommend that you check them out with the vendors, try and uh, have someone come out and show you some of these note takers if you're interested, and uh, make the decision that is best for you. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of me, you can reach me at rsteigle, that's R-S-T-I-G-I-L-E, at sbcglobal.net. 
and my cell is 818-419-5331. And I'd be happy to talk to you more about note-takers later. So thank you very much, and thank you for being here. Thank you very much, Robert. You can see we have so many techie people here. They have a, a pretty big wallet to be able to buy all these toys. But as we think about all these things with shopping, um, how about a raffle prize? Anybody interested in winning a raffle prize or two? Okay. What I'm going to do is Miss Laura Valencia there. Okay, now what she has is she has a box that has the names of everybody who registered in here. And so the first item that we're going to give away as Mr. Keith Christian comes to the stage, the first item that we're going to give away is a $25 gift card to Best Buy. Okay? Who likes Best Buy? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Laura, you want to pick a name? Who, who said mine? <laughs> and the winner of the $25 Best Buy gift certificate is... It's actually Keith Christian. Can you believe like that? Mr. Keith Christian, that's kind of rig. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. This truly is the best in tech. Well, can you... <laughs> Well, we got to have a real well-deserved winner, so let's do another one then. How about who who uh, shops on iTunes? We've got a $25 gift card to iTunes. Okay, Laura, pick my name, please. <laughs> the next uh, winner is Serene Smith. What's the first one? Serene Smith. Okay, Serene Smith. $25 gift card to iTunes. You can come on and get up there. And also, we have a, um, yeah, congratulations. Also, thank you to, uh, Andy Crowder and your low vision store. We have a large print keyboard. So, uh, let's see who's the winner of the large print keyboard. Marisa Sarwin? Is there a Marisa Sarwin there? Can you spell the last name? Salon, sorry. Oh, oh, Marisa Solaun. Yes. That's okay. Very good. Fantastic. That is very, very good. Thank you very much.